Hey everybody and welcome back to another episode of Next Level People. I've got Chuck Dow on today and he and I met at, some of you might know that I am a co-organizer and PR guy for uh, a local hackathon. It's called Hack for Good Springfield or Hack for Good SGF. Uh, and we had a pitch night where we had a bunch of local nonprofits come in and kind of pitch us their idea. And Chuck is the winner of that. And with Next Level People doing a mental health week and just closing it out recently, uh, I wanted to make sure that I got Chuck on because he has such an amazing story. And what we're doing for him this year at the hackathon, I think is literally going to uh, not just impact, but save lives of hopefully a lot of people. And so I just wanted to kind of pick his brain on the why behind Borrow My Angel and the why behind the app and everything like that, why it's so important to him specifically. And so Chuck, thank you so much for jumping on with me. Yeah, thanks for having me. Yeah. Excited to be here. So, so Chuck, I mean, we I saw your presentation uh, at the pitch night, um, but walk, walk us through uh, wh- number one, what is Borrow My Angel? What are you hoping to see from it? And then, and then we'll dive into the why a little bit after that. Sure. Great question. So, you know, Borrow My Angel originally started out as an idea about seven years ago. Um, so I've actually, I, I've lost two different siblings to suicide. Mm. Um, I had a younger sister who was about five years younger than I, and we were very close and she struggled with, uh, uh, mental illness and, and mental health disease really from the time she was about 12 years old. Uh, till she ultimately passed away at age 30. Mm. Um, where Borrow My Angel came from, being a former musician, um, she was going through one of her most difficult times and um, had multiple uh, attempts and, and, and tries to take her own life throughout her life. And one of the most severe uh, circumstances where she tried to take her own life and I saw her after the fact and thankfully she survived that attempt Um, I sat down with her and we had a conversation one day and it was immediately after the fact. And I'll never forget the, the way I felt when I asked her, you know, you know, really kind of how she was doing. And the only thing she would tell me that day is that she was so upset that that attempt to take her life was not successful. Mm. Um, and it literally just broke me. Um, watching someone who was so beat down by her mental illness and literally just had no hope. Um, and there was no, it was just, you just saw her. She was, she was dead and you could see it inside and had no reason to go on and no reason to fight through what she was going through. And so in an attempt to process my own emotions, I went home that night and after, bawling and crying and and trying to process what I was going through as a sibling watching her struggle. Um, I put pen to paper and and wrote this song titled Borrow My Angel. And the concept of Borrow My Angel is that we all have a guardian angel, um, but you're going through something that I don't maybe completely understand. And you could probably use my guardian angel more than I currently need my own. So I will let you borrow my angel to help you get through. Mm. And the original intention of that song was never for anybody else to hear it other than her. It was just my own way to process what I was going through. 
Well, she heard the song, and of course, you know, she started to do better, and we finally got a proper proper diagnosis. And after she started doing better, she came to me and said, you know, this song is way bigger than the two of us. We really need to do something. And this is, again, this is back in 2011, 2012. And so we, we decided at that time that we were going to launch a nonprofit around Borrow My Angel. You and to, your sister? My sister and I, correct. Wow. And the original idea was that she would be the spokesperson and go around and tell her story, and others would be able to gain strength from watching her go through it and then turn the corner and start to do better. Unfortunately, it got pushed to a back burner, and we never did anything with it. And I got busy. I launched a business and, and had other distractions in life, and so nothing ever happened with it. Well, unfortunately, she passed away in 2014. So now what's transpired over these last couple of years is that we've realized that, of course, we have to move forward with this project, yeah. especially now that my sister Charity is no longer here. And the idea has evolved and we're super excited again to work with the Hack for Good, te the Hack for Good team um, because we've now officially launched. We have our 501c3. We have a, a governing board in place. We have a very clear vision of what we're going to do with the concept of Borrow My Angel. Um, the short version is that we're working to develop the app with the Hack for Good team. And what our goal is, is that when somebody is in that dark place and they're feeling suicidal and they're in that very difficult spot, that they can literally go to the app, press a button that says, I need to borrow an angel, and it will send a beacon out. And we will have an army of volunteers that are ready 24 hours a day, seven days a week, that when somebody is in that place, they can have an anonymous conversation whether it's text message or phone call. And the goal of that interaction is just to walk them in off the ledge, help mm. them find their own hope, and help them find their own healing. And so uh, one of the first questions that I had as soon as I saw the app was, how is, how is this different from a hotline? Sure. And that's you know something we've sort of tested ourselves, right? To say, hey, this sounds like a great idea, but you know, how are we different from the other resources that are out there? Mm -hmm. And I, I think there's a couple ways. One, um, there are other hotlines out there and there are even some text crisis lines, but I don't know that anyone has ever packaged first off that crisis response, along with we want to take it a step further and say we, we want to not only be there in that moment of crisis, but also hold their hand every step of the way to get them to healing. Mm. So we're going to have a lot of parts of our app that say, okay, hey, now that we've gotten you through crisis, here are local resources you can find of professional help. Um, here are peer-to-peer -peer groups through, through organizations such as NAMI and other groups to help every step of the way of that pathway as people are fighting that battle to continue to get to their healing, number one. You know, number two a lot of the conversations that we've had as an organization is one of our differentiator differentiators um, really boils down to marketing. Um, and we think that there's a large population of people who are struggling that maybe have not come themselves to a point of I'm suicidal because there is unfortunately that stigma that we are fighting every day to remove from mental illness. But we think that by that soft approach of I need to borrow an angel may strike a chord with many people who are not currently reaching out for help that we can catch them earlier in the process. That's interesting. Yeah, no, I, I just had a conversation with a couple, uh, Rich and Ann Cardona, if you're listening to this, uh, but they were talking about just the idea that, um, you know, mental health uh, and all of the, the marketing quote, uh, marketing is, it's almost like a, a feed the children commercial where it's like you show the worst 
possible scenario and you're trying to tug on the heartstrings, but mental illness has a lot of different faces. Mental That's illness, can, like a lot of people smile through it. A lot of people, uh, they put on a good show. I mean, if, if you look at, at like Robin Williams, or if you, mm-hmm. I mean, there's a ton of them out there that like they put on a, a really good show. And yeah. on, on the outside, you, you wouldn't necessarily know about it. Uh, and when they look at the, the commercials of like, are you suffering from mental illness? And it's, it's painting like a picture of maybe, maybe a homeless person or uh, like all this stuff. But what about the, the mom that is, you know, seven months postpartum uh, working a, an accounting job and, uh, you know, she's just trying to put food on the table and she's got all, all sorts of stuff going on that, that is, that's also a face of yep. mental illness. And so I, I, I think uh, a way to destroy that stigma, uh, whether it's borrow my angel or, or anybody else that's listening, that's diving into this issue is, is just exactly that marketing piece of, right. You know, mental illness has a lot of different faces and you wouldn't recognize most of them. Um, and I, I think, I think to take it a step further, you know, there's so much to that conversation. I mean, we could spend an hour on that topic alone, you know, um, because like you said, I mean, it's, it's a cultural problem, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. We, we view mental illness so differently than we view other illnesses. Um, you know, and, and the easy analogy is, I mean, you think about how much sympathy we naturally have when somebody comes to you and says, hey, I just found out that I was diagnosed with terminal cancer. Right. The immediate reaction is the same across the population of, yeah, oh, oh, I'm my so gosh. sorry, is yeah. there anything I can do? Mm-hmm. You know, whereas there's just such a stigma around the exact same scenario. It's still an illness. It's still a disease. We just don't understand it as well yeah. that I'm struggling with depression. Mm-hmm. Yet too often cu- culturally in society, we there's the, oh, just suck it up. Oh, yeah. get over it. You know, yeah. and, and we don't treat it like a normal disease. And because of that, and that's where, again, we, we really hope that Borrow My Angel has an opportunity to fill, uh, you know, fill a need that's not currently being filled because also with the anonymity of it. You know, I had a conversation, for instance, when we were getting started and launching our 501c3, I had a long conversation with an attorney here in Springfield. And he shared with me, um, he said, you know, I really think the work you guys are doing is so important in the legal community. So here you have people who are attorneys. They're some of the most respected people in our culture. He said there's such an issue with suicide amongst attorneys. And a lot of it is because of that stigma of mental illness. They're in a prominent position. They're so scared to raise their hand and say, hey, I'm struggling with mental illness because they could be looked upon differently. They can lose prominence. They can lose position. And so instead they self-medicate through alcohol and drugs and all these other things. And it's like our goal is to provide that bridge of anonymity that somebody can find someone to talk to. And it's okay and to have a non-judgmental environment to share that they're struggling and help them find professional help. Yeah, no, that's huge. And it's it's interesting also. Uh, I love that you guys are – because I think not just, not just this specific uh, – I hate to say business because it doesn't sound right to call it that. But sure. uh, in this arena um, or any business arena – out there ever follow-up is huge you don't want to just yeah. like say hey we've got the best product ever or hey we've got an answer or hey we've got an angel uh you're there in that moment and then you're like well great you're not jumping so i guess we don't need to talk anymore uh right. the follow-up i think is uh the 
bigger differentiator. Um, yeah. Just from what I understand, uh, the other things to be, it's it's not that they're bad. They have a sure. nest. I mean, they I they would not exist if they didn't help something. But I think that is a, a gap um, that a lot of them don't have. And I'm excited to hear that you guys are tackling. I think it's a huge undertaking. I mean, just in the yeah. past, like, I don't know when I started it, like a month or a month and a half ago, uh, I just kind of accidentally stumbled into the conversation uh, where it's just like all of these things coming together. And you can call it a coincidence. You can call it God. You can call it whatever. Sure. But f- from the time I met you until today... I've had more conversations surrounding mental health, uh, the opioid addiction epidemic and suicide and uh, all of this stuff. Um, It just kind of, it's almost like it it chose this time for me to be able to to market it. And it's it's an interesting, it's an interesting thing, but the scary part is just how big it is and how and I'm, I'm speaking for myself too. This is not against anybody that's listening. How ignorant I was, how ignorant most people are. Uh, and it's not because they don't care, but it's, I just, I feel like it's not top of mind because everybody puts on that Instagram face of everything's great. Everything's perfect. Look at how, look at my mom life. Look at my, uh, job. Look, I'm hustling. I'm a mode, like motivation Monday. Like, look how fit I am or look at, and we put on our best face and it's easier than ever to fool people because of social media. And it's scary once you take that mask off, uh, and see what's under the hood kind of thing or under that mask. It's, it's big. It's it, it really is. I couldn't agree more, you know, and, and of course, it's it's been something that's been present through my entire life, watching family members and people close to me struggle with it. But these last two years, as we've really ramped up with this project and starting to have more public conversations talking about it, you realize the magnitude of it. You know, mm-hmm. it, it's there. I'd, I'd be hard pressed to find that you could talk to a single individual that mental illness has not affected them personally in some way. Yeah. And, and if they if they would say no, they probably just don't realize that there's someone extremely close to them that is suffering with it, that is putting the happy face on that they don't mm-hmm. even have any idea. Yeah. Well, I mean, one of, the, one of the stats is like one in five people just here in the States is yeah. going to go through some sort of mental illness this year. So that means that between everybody that you and I know, most of them are, have, or are about to go through something. And it could even be one of us. Like it's not, it's not, uh, it's not a small issue. Agreed. Um, and so one of the things that I want to dive into before we, we jump off is just, I mean, how can people get involved? Because I'm excited to get this app going and do everything I can to, to help with that. And, and we've got an amazing group of people out here in Springfield that are willing sure. to jump on board and, and get the technical side of it going. But how sure. can people get involved and, and help you get this thing rolling? Yeah. We're, uh, you know, playing with the cards face up. We're still an infant organization yeah. trying to figure out the, the answers to that question every day. Um, we are currently mobilizing and recruiting new board members as we speak. Mm-hmm. Um, so certainly if anybody has any interest in serving in that capacity, please contact us, touch base, 
touch base with us. Uh, probably the easiest place to reach out is, of course, through social media. We do have a Facebook page. Would love for everyone listening to this podcast to go find Borrow My Angel, follow our Facebook page. That's where we're not very active right now because we, we still need to assign that task of mm. managing our online marketing presence. As so if are. anybody wants to volunteer to do that, Perfect example. That would be huge because, like you said, marketing is a big piece of it. And I guarantee that there's somebody out there that's an amazing, phenomenal marketer that this touches on them personally. Yep. We would we would love to find that's one of the many specific skill sets, you know, that we are looking for. And that's really the tough task that I have as our board president and founder is really trying to mobilize because it does touch and resonate with mm-hmm. so many people. And we have had many people raise their hands and want to help and just making sure that we're being efficient, um, that when people do want to support our cause, that we have places for them to help because we're going to need a ton of help. I mean, yeah. there's a lot of work to be done over these next few years. Absolutely. Well, there you go, ladies and gentlemen, Chuck Dow, and I guarantee we'll be hearing from him even more later on as we talk about what has happened. We'll talk about the hackathon. We'll talk about where he's at, and and I would love to follow his journey and just really mobilize some people. And I I was very, uh, I don't know what to call it. I, I felt very strongly not that long ago that the platform of influence that I have is not for me. Uh, and so I would love to do everything I could to push as much attention towards Chuck and borrow my angel and this whole mental health issue. And I'm sure that we'll be diving into a bunch of other stuff as well later on down the road. But Chuck, thanks so much for being so vulnerable and being willing to share and, and tackle this thing. Cause it's, it's a beast. It's a, it's scary. Agree. No, Greg, appreciate all your support. Excited to see, uh, the hack for good, development as well we're super excited for that project and yeah thanks for having me